Hi again, it's Catherine Tereski and this is And That's My Two Cents podcast. Thank you for joining me today as I am going to be doing part six of the Everyday Happiness series. This episode is the last of the ones that will be focused on the body and it will be talking about creating your own health network. Now, before I start, I just want to say that I am a little bit meh today. I uh, turned 50 yesterday and I'm not really too thrilled about that, but hey, it could be worse, right? And I did get to spend a few days last week and where else but Disneyland because I wanted to do something where I didn't feel like I was 50 so I mean where else do you go to behave like a kid when you're an adult right but Disneyland so we took off to Cali for a few days and the boys went with me so that was super awesome Um, wasn't sure that they would want to do that at the age that they're at but hey they did and we had a great time anyhow back to reality of being 50 and back to my podcast I'm not sure if the last episode was helpful or not and if you tried anything Uh, out of those 13 tips but I figured you know I should and therefore I decided to try replacing my morning coffee with tea which happened to be tip number five out of the 13 tips to energize yourself naturally and well guess what I missed my coffee in the morning but I will say it did seem to have uh, a similar effect on me with that little morning boost and yeah maybe I did feel a little more clear-headed anyhow so really not a bad recommendation all that said though I did revert back to my coffee in the mornings I know I know it's just my thing but I will continue to have tea in its place sometimes and will of course uh, continue continue to have tea other times. Coffee is just my morning kind of self-care therapy thing that I do. And for me, tea is for other times of the day. But again, that's just me. Now, hopefully you did try one or more of the tips provided in the last episode. And if you didn't listen to that episode, then hey, why not go back and listen to it? And of course, if you do, do me a favor and download it. All right, so for today, I'm going to tell you what the Everyday Happiness magazine has to say about building or creating, I should say, your health network. One thing I have found out with going through the healthcare system here myself, just personal experience, is that you really do need to advocate for yourself. And if you think there is something that your healthcare professional is missing and you know yourself the best, then don't be afraid to ask for a referral to a specialist or go and get a second opinion. In one of my cases, uh, that even required me asking for like a third and fourth opinion. So definitely don't sit back if you think or feel there is something wrong. And with regards to advocating as well, if you have elderly parents or relatives, elderly relatives who might need someone to advocate for them, then please do do so because I have found that they really need somebody with them. You know, maybe their memory isn't so good anymore or they don't truly understand what the healthcare professionals are telling them and they just kind of smile and nod their head pretending they understand because maybe they don't want to seem or feel like they don't understand and possibly implying that they are stupid, which obviously they're not, but you know how people can kind of feel that way if you have to keep asking somebody to repeat themselves over and over again. Sometimes you just give up and you're like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to pretend I understand. Sometimes they really need somebody there. Um, Having someone there to hear the advice that they're being given, the instructions on what they should do, or maybe the medications they might be being prescribed, those sort of things. They could really use that extra set of ears and eyes and that younger brain to ask the questions to ensure that there's a clear understanding of what they need to do. And then if they forget when they get home what they were told to do or what they were supposed to do, you know, 
know, they can reach out to you or you could check up on them to make sure that they are doing exactly what it is. Or maybe write it down for them. Maybe they need like a little checklist, something like that. But anyhow, some people need that advocate or somebody who doesn't understand the systems or how to like navigate the healthcare systems. Having somebody who has maybe a better understanding or maybe somebody who works within the healthcare system that understands things a little bit better definitely doesn't hurt and is definitely, I, I think, a benefit to to the patient. Okay, now that's just my opinion. Okay, so let's get into it. Create Your Health Network by Janet Lee. You can't thrive and truly live life to the fullest if your health is suffering. Eating a healthy, balanced diet, exercising, managing your stress, and getting good sleep are all excellent ways to create a foundation for living well. But sometimes you need some outside help, a team to support you and get you back on track when your health takes a detour. While there's not a lot of evidence that annual checkups make you healthier, according to the American Board of Internal Medicine, they can help identify potential problems on the horizon that can be avoided with consistent lifestyle improvement. And while someone who's disease-free may not need to see a doctor annually, people with chronic conditions, family-related risk factors for health problems, or warning signs or symptoms should see a doctor regularly. On average, 25% of people who have prediabetes, which is a blood glucose reading of 100 to 125, will go on to develop full-blown diabetes within three to five years, according to the American Diabetes Association. Take it out to 10 years, and even more will develop the condition. On the other hand, a melanoma can grow and metastasize within weeks. To help you stay your healthiest, these are the people who should be on your healthcare team, even if you just see them once a year. There's the A team. You want them playing no matter what. And the B team, where if you have the funds or the need, they should be on your speed dial. The A team, primary care physician. Your PCP is the doctor who coordinates your care. They can handle the basics like routine lab work, thyroid meds usually, and even gynecological prostate and skin exams. It can be the doctor assigned to you by your insurance company or whatever physician you choose to use. Direct primary care and concierge practices where you pay a set monthly fee and get unfettered access to your physician and other services are becoming more popular too. Insurance doesn't usually cover these. So that's the first person on the A team is your primary care physician. Now this tends to be an American article, so uh, some of this won't be exactly how we access medical care here in Canada, but it is basically the same with whom you would like onto um, your healthcare teams we have access to all of these same healthcare professionals. Okay, the second one is your dermatologist. While your PCP should look for suspicious moles and other spots, they're not trained to do an in-depth check. Quote, everybody should see a dermatologist once a year, once they hit puberty to have a total body skin exam, unquote, says Lance H. Brown, MD, a dermatologist in private practice in New York City and East Hampton, New York. Quote, we check for irregular moles and potential skin cancer, unquote. It's even more important if you spend a lot of time outdoors without adequate sun protection. Checking from head to toe, literally, they'll do a baseline scan for moles and other potentially suspicious areas and recheck periodically to make sure they haven't changed. Now the next healthcare professional on the A-team is your dentist. You know the drill, no pun intended, brush and floss daily and see your dentist for a cleaning at least every six months. It can save your teeth and prevent costly procedures like crowns, root canals and planing, gum surgery, extraction, and more. I'm not sure about other people here in Canada, but my insurance plan for uh, the dentist, I think only covers every nine months. Now it used to be every six months. Now it's every nine months. So just make sure that you check what it is that your plan 
on covers before you start making those appointments because they can be very expensive. Now for the females, uh, part of your A-team should also be a gynecologist. Your PCP may be able to perform an annual exam, but if you're not seeing one, having an OBGYN date on your calendar is important. They'll look at your overall pelvic health, check for infections, and do cervical cancer screenings in addition to diagnosing things like endometriosis, fibroids, pelvic pain, or weakness, and more. And lastly, it even says here that you should have a fitness trainer or an instructor as part of your A-team. Thanks to the ubiquity of good quality online workout programs, this person, in quotes, is solidly on the A-team. With all the different workout apps, most people can do just fine on their own with a little virtual guidance. Plus, you can see your online instructors every day for way less than a dollar, whereas an in-person trainer would cost some serious cash if you saw them daily. Besides helping you dial in your form and pushing you to go a little harder, a trainer, live or virtual, can coach you on the right way to prep for and recover from exercise, says Anthony Wall, director, sorry, senior director for global business development at the American Council on Exercise. A live trainer will create cardio and strength training programs for you. Online workouts are increasingly offering the same types of progressive plans, although with less personalization. Check out onepeloton.com, fitness plus, and gethealthyutv.com for starters. I actually use the FitOn app, which uh, I don't mind because sometimes if you only have 10 minutes, you can just quickly do a 10-minute fitness routine for free. I just have the free version. Um, but yeah, it has options where you can go in and you can get all kinds of personalized help or training, those sorts of things. Now we're on to the B team. So on the B team... The first person they suggest is a massage therapist. It's the rare person these days who doesn't have knots, kinks, and random aches, especially given all the time we spend hunched over a desk or looking at our phones. That chronic posture creates some serious muscle imbalances and can even change the shape of your cervical spine. And you better believe that will cause some pain down the road. Someone who can work those knots and kinks out is crucial. Sure, it's a nice stress buster too, but even doctors are recognizing its importance these days. Secondly, on your B team, you should have a therapist therapist. If you're struggling mentally or emotionally, this person will rapidly move from the B to the A team. They can walk you through what's bothering you and give you skills to manage it. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the pandemic has led to a 15% increase in anxiety and depression, and many people haven't been able to get help. In-person face time with qualified therapists is harder to come by, but there are online options such as Talkspace.com or the MoodFit app allowing greater access to qualified therapists. Third, you should have a nutritionist. Eating a whole food plant plant-based diet will help ensure that you're laying the foundation for good health, but sometimes you need a little extra help to feel your best and truly thrive, says Sarah Peternell, a holistic nutritionist in private practice in the Denver area who specializes in thyroid disorders. Yes, nutritionists can focus on different areas, including gut health, fertility, autoimmune issues, mental health, and more. If you're struggling to get on top of a nagging medical problem, they can help you figure out if your diet is playing a role. Next, they say you should have a gerontologist gerontologist. If you're over 65, that is, you may want to work with a physician who specializes in the health issues that affect older adults, such as sleep problems, nutrient deficiencies, cognitive disorders, changes in kidney health, musculoskeletal problems, and digestive difficulties. They can help you figure out testing, such as special blood work and strategies, even supplementation that may be different from what the average 40-year-old needs. 
And the second last person on your B team is a sleep specialist. Yes, we are going to go there again. I know as if I haven't talked about sleep problems to death on this um, podcast that I have going. Anyhow, it's what it says. So a sleep specialist. Speaking of slumber problems, they affect more than 20% of people. Insomnia, trouble falling or staying asleep is the most common sleep disorder and it's not just annoying. A recent study in Nature Communications found that getting six or fewer hours of shut-eye at night in midlife increases the risk of dementia later on. Your PCP can give you some general advice to improve your nighttime hygiene, in quotes, but if your Zs are very disrupted, you may need a sleep study to rule out sleep apnea or a referral to a specialist or therapist who offers techniques designed to help cure insomnia. And the last person on your B team that they have listed here, an endocrinologist. This doc specializes in treating hormonal problems such as Hashimoto's, Graves, Addison's, and diabetes. Your PCP can handle the basics for some of these conditions, but they're not one-size-fits-all treatments. You want an endocrinologist on your team if you're having trouble managing your symptoms or your blood sugar or thyroid levels, or you're just not feeling your best. So there you have it. That is um, your A-team health network and your B-team health network. So I'll do a quick review of that, little summary, I guess. So on your A-team, you should have a primary care physician, a dermatologist, a dentist, a gynecologist if you're female and a fitness trainer or instructor. And your B team should consist of a massage therapist, a regular therapist, a nutritionist, a gerontologist, a sleep specialist, and an endocrinologist. And the gerontologist, of course, is if you're over 65. Now, I'm also going to mention here, they have a section on testing. Um, And they're just listing the exams and tests that most people will need at some point and kind of, you know, the frequency or like when you should have them done. So I think this might be helpful. For mammograms in women, the frequency is every two years for women age 50 to 74. Um, and now that's according to the USPSTF, and that's per the American Cancer Society, that women can start getting mammograms at age 40. Women age 45 to 54 should get annual mammograms, and women age 55 and older can be screened every two years. Now, we would want to check, actually, I am going to go check the um, Canadian website and get you that information just to see if there's a discrepancy because I think here it might be age 50. So hang on. Okay, so on the Canadian Cancer Society website, it says if you are 40 to 49 years old, talk to your doctor about your risk for breast cancer along with the benefits and limitations of having a mammogram. If you are 50 to 74 years old, have a mammogram every two years. And if you are 75 or older, talk to your doctor about whether having a mammogram is right for you. So that's from the Canadian Cancer Society. So it is a little bit of different frequency uh, recommended here in Canada than in the US. Okay, the next one is routine blood work. So like routine blood being glucose, cholesterol, thyroid, etc. The frequency it says here is annually or more frequently if your numbers are out of range or if you're having symptoms, you're carrying excess weight or based on your doctor's recommendation. Next is a colonoscopy or stool-based test. This is saying that you should have that done every 10 years starting at the age of 45. It dropped from age 50 to 45 and up to age 75 per the USPSTF. For cervical cancer and HPV screening in women, it says here every three to five years depending on type of test up to the age of 65. And I believe here in Canada it is every three years as well. So now here in Manitoba where I am, uh, the recommendations from uh, Manitoba Health or Shared Health 
is having a pap test every three years is what it's recommending here as well. And that's starting at age 21. So these recommendations have changed recently. So as of right now, this is the information on cancer care cervix check site specific to Manitoba. So yeah, if you're in Manitoba, you should get a reminder letter if you're overdue for a pap test. Um, and that would come from cervix check. And if you want to know when you're not sure, and maybe you haven't had a reminder and you think it's been longer than that, then you can always just contact them. So it says here to contact cervix check to find out when you had your last test. Now it's saying that uh, you should have a pelvic exam done annually for women. And you should also have blood pressure monitoring done at every doctor visit. If it's high, it should be confirmed with at-home monitoring before starting any of the drugs as per the USPSTF. So this is also saying to have skin cancer checks done every year as well. And for bone density scans in women, you should have that done every two years starting at age 65. And for prostate exams for men, it says every two to three years starting at the age of 45. So that's what it says in this magazine. But again, like I did a couple quick Google checks there on uh, a couple of the recommendations here in Canada, uh, particularly Manitoba. So you may want to do that depending on what region you're in or what country you're in, because I do know that uh, thank you so much for the downloads. I think there I have downloads in about 13 countries now, so it can be different wherever you are. This is, again, just an idea and kind of a guideline. And of course, remember, there's all kinds of apps out there that you can use for certain things as well. So, hey, yeah, there's an app for that. They listed a few in this magazine as well. One's called HealthSnap. Another one's called Tidy Health PHR. Scanoma, which is a mole check app. I kind of like the, the name of that one. And there's also one here that says it's there's Snore Lab. So it's an app um, if you're tired of arguing with your partner about whether or not you snore. Well, that is it for for this episode on Create Your Health Network. So time for your friendly reminders to download this episode and hey, listen to some other ones and download those ones too and share them widely with your friends and family or anybody that you think could get some help out of listening to these episodes. And remember, this is not intended to replace medical professional advice. So I mean, this is really just general information. It's not a substitute at all for any advice from a medical professional. So just remember that. And yeah, if you uh, are planning on making any changes to always seek the advice of a health professional before doing so. And also, hey, remember to uh, follow me on Instagram at and that's my two cents. Now, definitely join me next week because I'm going to be starting or not next week in two weeks. I'm going to be starting into the next little block of the Everyday Happiness series that I'm doing. And that's this next three episodes are going to be focused on the spirit. So the first one uh, that I'm going to talk about on the spirit is tapping into your spirituality. So join me then and learn a little bit more about that. And hey, have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year because this is the actually the final episode of season one because it's now been a full calendar year that I have been doing this podcast. Again, thanks so much to all the listeners over the year and yeah, looking forward to 2023. Thanks so much again for listening. Bye.